Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now, here's Tony D'Urso. Hi, and welcome once again. I'm your host, Tony D'Urso, and I am so pleased to have you join us. And I want to thank you. I know you've been listening every week. You've been sharing this with your friends. You've been loving the episode. Thank you for all your comments. Thank you for all the tweets. Thank you for everything. And I just have to say, this is so important that we are here to help you turn your vision into reality. And today we're chatting with someone at the top of their category, an elite entrepreneur. And we're going to speak with the Duchess of Decorum, Patty Asai. Now, just hang on a second. Let's just take this from the top. What is decorum? How do you define it? Well, you know, the dictionary says that it's behavior in keeping with good taste and also it's accepted standards of behavior or morals. So you may be thinking, okay, so that means how to act, how to say things, perhaps how to eat properly with a fork and knife and all that. And I'm going to say, wrong. How about growing your income and becoming that R word as in rich. Yeah, there's some great tips coming for you on that. And aside from money, decorum to me means it's all about how to treat others, how to be when dealing with clients, prospects, as well as friends and family, and so much more. So please, let's start with a blank slate and speak with someone who really has this all figured out and can teach us so easily. Meet Patty Asai. She comes from humble beginnings. And everything she knows is self-taught. The purpose of her TikTok channel is to provide this knowledge at no cost to an audience she feels would really benefit from it. And that includes you. With nearly 800,000 followers on her TikTok channel, I can tell you that not only is she entertaining and lovely to watch, but she fills your head with great advice that works. She's an expert on the P's and Q's. And by the way, she's a lawyer by trade and currently a senior VP of mergers and acquisitions of a major national bank. So pay attention. Check this out. It's really going to help you in the workplace with your job, your relationships. And I think that says it all. Let's jump into this and find out more. Hi, Patty. Welcome to the Tony Dierschel Show. I'm so glad to have you with us today. Thank you so much for having me. This is going to be great. Patty, we are all looking forward to learning more about decorum in the workplace, social settings, relationships, and everything else. And by the way, I just watched your rich bitch advice on TikTok, and I love it. What great advice. Now, before we get into some of the key points, I'd like to fill in with your backstory, Patty. Can you tell us how did it all start for you? Sure. So my TikTok channel really came out of um, the idea that I wanted to get information out there to the young people who didn't know how to act in public. And how this all came about is um, I was a big sister in the Big Brothers Big Sisters program, and I did a lot of work with them. And right before the pandemic, I was scheduled to go give a few talks at their events. And when the pandemic occurred, everything was shut down. But I had all this great knowledge that I was just ready to get out. And I didn't know what to do with it. And, um, you know, I figured I could just make videos 
all these kids are on TikTok or on YouTube, on all social media. So why don't I just put this in video um, so people will be able to access it, even though I can't give it in person. So that's kind of how it came about. Now, I want to get this into my head a little bit more because you embarked on a career. You, you already have a successful position as a senior VP in mergers and acquisitions for a very large national bank. But you saw this, you know, some people call it like hacking your day job, but I don't, we know that you don't need to do this, but you felt it so important to do. And what you did started blossoming and growing. And now you're an authority on decorum. Did you expect that? Was that your, was that the vision? Was this where you were going to go when you started on this road? Absolutely not. All I was doing is just trying to get information out there that I wish I knew when I was young. All the information I'm giving to people are things that I've screwed up personally, right? So my database was what did I do wrong and what did I wish I knew as a young person so I could navigate life just a little better. That was the whole purpose of the TikTok channel. I never imagined that I would be known as the Duchess of Decorum or that people would even want to hear what I have to say. But, um, you know, luckily they do. Patty, what were you expecting, or should I say properly, what are you expecting to get out of this? It's not only that you've learned this yourself, you're teaching everyone, especially the younger audience, what do you intend will occur as a result of all this? My only intention Tony, for doing this is not for likes, it's not for followers, it's not for money. My only intention is to help people, help people navigate life and learn things that they didn't know before. And I get that back when I get comments saying, you know, I went to my my son's wedding and he married a very rich girl and I followed your etiquette advice and I knew what I was doing. I looked like I knew what I was doing. I didn't look bad. Or I followed your advice on interviewing and I got the job within 10 minutes. It's those types of things that um, are so rewarding to me. And that is my only intention is to just help people. And hopefully, you know, they can have better lives because of what I'm doing. Earlier, I defined decorum, what it meant to me. I'd like to hear from you. What is decorum and why is it so important? Decorum is the rules that we need to live by in order to create order, right? Decorum creates order. Etiquette creates order. That's why it's important. Everyone thinks it's just like this uppity, you know, thing that, oh, my God, only fancy people should do etiquette or know decorum. And that couldn't be further from the truth. There's a reason that we have etiquette rules and there's a reason for all of it. For example, you know, they say pass everything to the right. Well, there's a reason for that, because if you're passing to the right and the person next to you is passing to the left, you're just going to meet each other and it's just going to be chaos. So there are reasons for all the rules and it creates order and order is never out of style or too old or anything like that. It's, it's so important. We're talking with Patty Asai, the Duchess of Decorum, and the place to find her is at TikTok at Duchess of Decorum. And Duchess, that's D-U-C-H-E-S-S-O-F-D-E-C-O-R-U-M. Patty, let's get a little bit more into your vision path. And I want to speak more about decorum and what you do and why it's so important and tie in some of these points. Let's kind of take this apart a little bit. 
you talked about passing on the right and the left. And some people, well, if you have a big family, it's really important because otherwise the food's coming all this way. And you you may not get that dessert that you wanted because it's going back and forth. I remember that's happened to me before. We have a big Italian family and we just pass. That's right. That's how I was growing and I'm telling you, there's times it was like the dessert is way over there. It's like, <laughs> it won't come to me. Let's talk about decorum in the workplace. People work at home. People may not think it's so important, but why is it important? And let's kind of go into some advice and some tips and so forth on that. Sure. So whether you're working at home or not, um, you're still in a business setting. And eventually people, you know, will be going back to the office, will we'll be going back to work. But even if you're not, you're still in a business setting. And this is a setting where you want to excel. So any setting that you want to excel, you want to make sure that you're doing things correctly and doing things properly and not screwing up. So that's why it is so important to, to know proper workplace decorum. And some of the biggest mistakes I see people make in, in the workplace is for example, how they ask for a raise. So instead of saying, I deserve a raise because I have contributed X to this company, which has led to X amount of growth, they say, well, Joe over here is making more than me. How come I can't make as much as Joe? That is a horrible reason to get a raise, right? So that that, that is one thing. Another thing is when they resign, they burn the bridge, And when you resign, you never want to burn the bridge. Why? Because your next employer is probably going to ask for a reference from your current employer. So if you burn that bridge, you will not get a good reference from your employer. So those are just a few things that people need to understand in the workplace. And also, you know, I, I, I always do other workplace decorum like, you know, how to handle situations where someone is making you feel uncomfortable at work. So you have to, you know, address those situations head on, be able to speak with them and not just, you know, sit there and just be uncomfortable the whole time. And these just make the workplace a better, a better place to work and a better environment and most conducive to getting the job done. And Patty, when it comes to working at home, any, any particular tips or advice you can give? Because we're, we're speaking to, other people in our company or affiliates or what have you through email, through Zoom, through the phone call. What kind of, why is decorum important and what are some, perhaps some good tips or advice on that? Sure. So if you're working from home, you have to have a designated space to work. And that means a space that's away from your children or your dog or anything else that could interrupt you because you're still working. You have to pretend that you are doing exactly the same thing as you would be if you were in the office. So that's the first thing. Uh, Second thing is get yourself together. Just because you're at home doesn't mean that you can show up in your PJs or not look polished. You still should be wearing what you would wear to work on a Zoom call at home. And uh, lastly, make sure that you put in the required amount of hours for you to be able to get your work done. Because if you're at home, you're really tempted to, oh, you know what? I'm going to go watch TV. My favorite show is on. I'm going to go get a snack and not be able to get your work done. So you have to make sure that the time that that you're at home is the same amount of time that you would be spending working if you were in the office. 
This is the Tony D'Urso Show, where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues with the Duchess of Decorum, Patty Asai. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Do you ever spend hours searching how to take care of your pet? Everything from, why is my cat sneezing so much, to what to do when your dog eats a stick of butter. Hey, skip outsourcing recommendations from forums, social media, or trial and error and get answers immediately with Fuzzy. I've been there, done that, and I've spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands on my dog with a lot of trial and error for some issues that he had. And let me tell you, a lot of trial and error. It's been frustrating trying to get the right help, the right information that you need for your pet. I mean, it's not rocket science, is it? It should be very, very simple. And you know, I really believe in Fuzzy. They've got it down and they can really give you a lot of help that you need right now today. And this is why. Fuzzy is a telehealth service for pet parents that offers 24-7 access to personalized pet care from veterinary professionals. From everyday questions to middle-of-the-night emergencies, Fuzzy has the answers pet parents need through live chat and virtual vet consultations available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Fuzzy can answer your pet questions, big and small, urgent and every day. Fuzzy can also recommend the exact right products for your pet, all of which are handpicked by their established team of veterinary professionals and available at discounts exclusive to Fuzzy members. From getting your pet's diet just right, to meeting their middle-of-the-night needs, to finally figuring out what makes their breath smell that way. Nothing is too big or small for a quick fuzzy call. So let's do this. Right now, Fuzzy is offering our listeners a free 7-day trial membership. Go to yourfuzzy.com slash today to sign up. That's a free 7-day trial at y-o-u-r-f-u-z-z-y.com slash D-U-R-S-O. And for a limited time, Fuzzy is also offering a special discount of $20 off any of your pet's product needs. Pet meds, supplements, food, and more with promo code D-U-R-S-O. That's yourfuzzy.com slash D-U-R-S-O for your free trial of Fuzzy with access to 24-7 personalized pet care and vet recommended products. Once again, Y-O-U-R F-U-Z-Z-Y dot com slash D-U-R-S-O. Check it out today and tell me how you like it. Yourfuzzy.com slash D-U-R-S-O. You're listening to the Tony D'Urso Show with special VIP guests. Now back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is with the Duchess of Decorum, Patty Asai. Would you help us reach entrepreneurs and small businesses the world over? If you can write a quick review for our podcast on Apple, that would be wonderful. Simply go to Apple Podcasts using any Apple device and search for Tony, D-U-R-S-O. Make sure the Tony D'Urso show shows up in the search and click it. Then click the link that says, listen on Apple Podcasts. Once that opens up, scroll down and click on ratings and reviews, and then write a review. I thank you kindly. 
And now back to the chat with Patty. Patty, you make me think of a question, a point. Here we are working at home. And when you say that to anyone, I don't know about you, but to me, it means, hey, I can work in my short pants. I can work in my sweats. And that when you do that, to me, it, it's, a, it's a mindset. And you talked about dressing the same as you would go to work. And I'm thinking, okay, why? Does, and does that really change the, what you do and how you do? I'd like to drill down into that a little bit more. Yes, absolutely. Um, it is absolutely about mindset because your mind knows the mode it's supposed to be in based on your environment. So, for example, studies show that uh, you should only be in bed when you're sleeping because your mind knows, okay, this is the time to sleep, right? So when you put on your clothes, when you take a shower, when you look professional, your mind is going to be in work mode. It's hard to be in work mode in your slippers and your robe. It's just not going to work. Your, your mind is not going to know, okay, this is work mode. This is the time to get things done. It is in lazy mode. And that's not what you want to be at work. You never want to be in lazy mode. So get yourself together and uh, your mindset will change as a result. Those are good points. Are there any common mistakes that you see out there that would really help our productivity? Or do we just go over the major ones? I'm just curious if there was anything else. Because I want to ask also about other types of mistakes in other areas. But I just wanted to uh, make sure I've taken a look at the workplace before I move on. Sure. I think productivity uh, studies have shown that if you are in a tax task, if you're involved in a task, finish that task. Going back and forth from your task to email, back to the task to email is really going to mess up your concentration. And how many of us do that? I mean, I, I know I'm guilty of that. I'll be working on a spreadsheet or a project and I'll get an email. I'll just switch to the email, start answering the email. That is proven to be a wrong way of working and that will in the long run be disadvantaged. It will cause you to have a disadvantage because your mind can't go back and forth that quickly between tasks. So you lose a lot when you're going back and forth. So focus on your task, get that done, then set a time where you're going to check your emails. Easier said than done, Patty. Focus on the task. There's, you know, I think, and I'm speaking personally, when you're at home, there's more distractions. When you're at work, you've got the, let's call it the workplace distractions. You've got coworkers or seniors or the boss walking around. And I get that. I've, I've spent many, many years in corporate America. But when you're at home, it's a different type of distraction. It's people at the door. It's family. It's phones. It's, it's different things that need your attention. And I, and I get that we should have a separate space. And I believe those that are more successful in working at home have a special space devoted to just working. But how can we focus? Because it's, it's easier said than done. As I mentioned, it's like any particular tips or hacks to having a better focus? Yes. A, do not have your television on because that is a quick way to just lose focus and have all the things that you need to work, including water, all your tools right in the space where you're working because that prevents you from continuing to get up and go, oh, I need, I need this. I need a pencil. I need that. Every time you're getting up, you're opening up yourself to distractions in the home. And if your family is around and they see that you're, you're buckled down or you're focused, 
and make sure to tell your family, look, these are my work hours. You're not to interrupt me. Now, I know children probably will not listen. They're still going to interrupt you, but at least you've communicated that. But if your family sees that you're buckled down and you're focused, you're not constantly getting up, they're more apt to leave you alone. So your workstation has to be something where you could stay at for a long period of time. So have everything you need there. Good point. Now, we've, what we've discussed so far are kind of like the don't, don't do this and don't do that almost. How about the do's? What, what are some good points that we should really focus on to do in our workplace, whether it's working at home or working you know, physically with people? What are some really good points that we should keep in mind? I think one of the most important things is to know what it takes for you to advance in your position. Most people have no idea. And you really have to have an idea of where you want to go after this position and what it takes. So you should be having a conversation with your manager or with your boss asking, if I want to get promoted to X position, what do I need to do? Then do those tasks. And after you're finished with those tasks, then revisit that conversation with your boss and say, you said that if I did X, Y, and Z, I would get promoted to this position. This is what I've done. When can I anticipate the promotion or what else is there for me to do? So I think that's a really important thing to know. This is the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues with the Duchess of Decorum, Patty Asai. But first, it's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. If you're a podcaster slash marketing guy like me, you know how hard it is to be sure your next big idea will be a hit. In fact, sadly, 85% of new products fail. And a huge reason for all that failure is that it's just too hard to validate product slash market fit with consumers. If you ever produced a product, any product, listen to this. And if you ever wanted to produce a product, even a concept of a product. Check this out. Old style market research is too slow, too complicated, and too expensive for fast moving teams trying to build something great. But what if you could test out your product ideas with target consumers whenever you want, before you put all the time and money into development? That's what startups and Fortune 500 companies do with Feedback Loop. That's Feedback Loop. Get quality feedback from their target customers early and often. Feedback Loop is the test before you invest product research platform. It's got expert templates for concept testing, user discovery, prioritizing features on your roadmap, and a lot more. You can create your own test in minutes and get back quality insights from your target consumers in hours, not days. And if you go to https colon slash slash go.feedbackloop.com dot com slash Tony, you'll get three full tests for free. How cool is that? I started the process to research my own next product. I'm grateful to have the available teams to do my tests. So if you want your next product or feature to be a hit, test before you invest, build based on data, not opinion, and launch with confidence with Feedback Loop. Let's spell that. G-O dot F-E-E-D B-A-C-K-L-O-O-P dot com slash T-O-N-Y. Check it out and tell me how you like it. 
go.feedbackloop.com slash Tony. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is with the Duchess of Decorum, Patty Asai. Check out my Elite Entrepreneur interviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you can find everything back to day one at Tony. D-U-R-S-O.com slash podcast. And now back to the chat with Patty. Another thing to understand is that how you dress is very important at work. You have to project a level of professionalism. So your clothing needs to be clean, neat, and well-fitted. It shouldn't be tight. You shouldn't wear anything to work that you would wear to the beach to the pool or to the club or to the gym, (laughs) those four things. So anything that you would wear to any of those gatherings or settings should not be worn to work. You want to be professional. And you also should be mindful of the people around you. For example, you don't want to listen to music at your desk. If if you're working in in an open space, you don't want to be listening to music because that's distracting to people. You don't want to talk on the phone. That's distracting to people. And you also don't want to have a bad attitude. You know, you don't have to be this chipper, you know, person all the time, but there's a happy medium where people can approach you and you're friendly. You have to be friendly because this is a work environment. If someone is approaching you and you're always negative Nelly, that's not going to be conducive to a very productive work environment. And uh, people are just not going to want to be around you. So I think those are just a few things to really remember. Those are very good. And you made me think of way back when I was in corporate America and one of the senior boss, the CEO, whoever would come in, they're welcome to do whatever interviews they do. But when they come in, dress super, let's call it super casual. It doesn't make me feel like they're serious at work. It's just my point of view. I've never mentioned is like, they've come here dressed in their sweats, like Really, you're going to work a multi-million dollar company like that? Is there a reason? It's like, it just doesn't seem, it's, it just doesn't seem, what's, what am I looking for? That they're really serious enough about growing the company. Absolutely. And see, you know, you, you're not the only one that had that perception. I assure you. I assure you, plenty of other people had the same perception. And that also goes for, um, I think this is worth mentioning, goes for meeting your clients. So, I think most people have the misconception of if, for example, you're, you're going to meet a client that is in construction, just because they're in construction clothes, it's okay for you to be in construction clothes. Or if you're meeting a farmer, just because they're, they're wearing overalls and jeans, it's okay for you to be casual. And I completely disagree with that notion because you are going in as a professional in your field. So I know if I were, for example, a construction worker or had a construction company and someone from the corporate America, from a bank was coming to talk, talk about my business and we're going to speak about money. I want them to look more professional than me. This person has to look like they know what the hell they're doing in their business. And they're not going to want to see you in overalls. They're not going to want to see you in jeans. They're going to want to see you in your work costume, I call it, because that's who you are. 
So never make the mistake of thinking, oh, I'm going to go see a casual client. I can be casual too. And now drum roll. I want to talk about decorum in financial success, the do's, the don'ts. I talked earlier about how to be a rich bitch. And so I guess for the men, if I'm allowed to say that, is that politically correct anymore? I don't know. Correct me. A rich mister? What? Yeah. I'm being silly. It's my Italian. Don't shoot the messenger here. Patty, save me. Yeah, it's meant to be tongue-in-cheek. And when, when it says, I'm rich bitch, it's not saying that I'm a rich bitch. It's, it's kind of like celebrating the fact that, that, that you're rich. You know, it's like, hey, I'm rich bitch. Like, that, that's what it's meant to be. Very tongue-in-cheek, obviously. How about some do's and don'ts? And what you've, what you've said on some of your videos, I haven't watched them all, but they're so entertaining. And the advice just... The way you do it, Patty, it just sticks in the brain. I love it. We'd love to hear some tips on that. Sure. So one of my biggest videos has been that in order to be financially responsible, you need four separate accounts. Most people just have a checking account and a savings account and thinking that's okay. That's enough. And that's not. So your four accounts need to be one checking account for your necessary living expenses. And 50% of what you bring home after taxes should be going into that account. Next, you need another checking account for your wants or your play money. So 30% of what you bring home after taxes maximum should be going into that account. Then you need a savings account for your emergency fund. And you need about three to six months worth of living expenses in that account. And you contribute 10% of what you bring home after taxes to that account. Then you need another savings account. And that savings account is a savings for your bigger purchases, like a house or a car or anything like that. And 10% of what you bring home after taxes should go into that account. Now, when you have three to six months worth of living expenses in your emergency fund, you start contributing to that. And then you put 20% in your savings account to build that up. And your savings accounts should not have any debit cards attached to them because you don't want to just be tempted to take money out. So that's one. Um, Another one is now that we're around the holidays, how much should you be spending on Christmas presents? So the rule is that you should not be spending more than 1% of what you bring home after taxes on Christmas presents. And most Americans go into debt trying to buy Christmas presents. And that is a huge mistake. Huge. You never want to go into debt buying Christmas presents. And if you're one of those people that you're like, oh, my gosh, It's right around the corner. I don't have any money saved. I say challenge yourself into what I call no spend November. So for the month of November and even well into December, as late as you can, don't spend money on anything that you don't absolutely need to live. So cut out all the extraneous expenses and you will save up so much money. And that money should be the money that you're using to buy Christmas presents. Those are really good points. I like that. And again, that's 50, 30, 10, 10 on the, on the income. I like that a lot. All right, let's move along. One air field that I have not hit yet is social media. I'd love to talk about mistakes, do's and don'ts, and everything else, because it's our life. It's such a way of life now. You see it on Twitter and other places. Someone says something bad, and it just goes everywhere. So... Help us be good in social media. Give us some mistakes, do's and don'ts. 
Sure, sure. So a number one rule, never put anything on social media that you don't want the world to see, including the CEO of your company or your boss, period. Number two rule, make sure that you read the social media policy of your organization. Most organizations, especially bigger bigger organizations, will have a social media policy. It will tell you what you can and cannot put on social media. And typically, it's any proprietary information, anything about your clients, um, anything like that that most people wouldn't know publicly, you cannot put on social media. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make are people that think it's cool to quit on social media and record themselves and put it on TikTok. And they're quitting and throwing stuff around. And this place just sucks. And I hate you, my boss. And yeah, that's going to get likes. But guess what that's going to do? That's going to make you unemployable. Because the next place you're going to want to work, that person has either seen that video or probably will see that video. And they're going to be like, we do not want someone like that working for our organization. We're, we're not going to want, you know, the guy or the girl that's quitting like that and putting it on social media. I mean, who wants to hire that person? Nobody. So it's going to make you unemployable. But I have made an acronym. It's called DRIPS with two S's. That is a good guide as to what to avoid on social media. So here we go. So D is anything related to drugs or alcohol. R related to religion. I, anything that's illegal. P, politics, anything that's political. S, anything that's sexual in nature. And then another S, secrets or proprietary information for the company. You have to, excuse me, Patty, I have to interrupt. I rarely do this, but 99% of the people won't have anything to say on social (laughs) media now. I do. So watch, watch my TikToks because I, I violate. <laughs> Just watch your TikToks and comment. There you go. Yes, exactly. So, it's a huge preponderance of what you see on social media right now are those points. But, but again, to be fair, that's what we should avoid. Absolutely. Yes. You, you should really avoid that. And I think the do's social media should be used for positive purposes. Um, again, the reason that I do it is to teach people something. So anyone that watches your video should walk away being better than they were before. That is my rule. I never put out a video out there where I think, okay, after watching this video, people are going to be worse off. No, you should always have something, a takeaway for people, and they should feel better and be better after watching your videos. That is the main view of social media. Patty, anything else that you feel is important uh, before I move on in terms of decorum, relationships in the workplace, do's, don'ts? Just I want to make sure that we've hit some of the key points. Obviously, we can't hit everything. If you want to know everything, then you should go on Patty's TikTok. But there's so much. What I'm trying to say is it's, it's a big, big field. And I want my listeners, as you've mentioned, to come away going, I know a lot more and I know where to go to understand better, to be better. Yeah, no, I think that's it. I think we, we covered the most imp- important points. Good. So we're all going to be rich now. Rich and social media-wise, adept. Yes, and savvy. <laughs> Patty, one of the things that I always like to talk about that helps us take uh, our business, our job to the next level, is I'm always interested in the personal habits of my guests that have created such success in accomplishing their vision. Now, as I mentioned earlier at the beginning, here you are, 
very successful person, yet you do this to help others. Now, if they're both a lot of work. It, this, your social media, your TikTok, it's like another job. I know what it takes to run something like that to a degree. So may I ask, what habits do you feel contribute to the success of you accomplishing your vision? Well, A, I have a vision, and most importantly, I have a plan. Anything that you want to do, you have to have a plan. Um, because, you know, I always say hope is not a strategy. You know, wishing is not a strategy. So I have a plan on what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, when it's going to, when it's going to go up. I have a whole, probably three or four spreadsheets that I have around just my TikTok videos. And you also have to be extremely disciplined. So um, there are plenty of times where I don't feel like recording a TikTok video, right? Because I have a day job and that takes a lot of my time. I honestly have two full-time time jobs um, and that's at minimum. I mean, I probably put in 90 hours a week total on everything that I do. Um, and there are times where I don't, don't feel like doing it, but you have to be disciplined. So even when I don't feel like doing it, I do it. And I think another thing that, you know, makes me successful in this is that um, the intent behind it is never about uh, likes or money or success for me. That's, that's never the intent. When that's the intent and you don't get it, you become discouraged and it really affects the output. It really affects what you do because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm not making any money. I'm not getting that many followers. You know, you become discouraged. But if it is about just teaching people and helping people, that is what's going to keep you going. Everything else will come. The success will come. The money will come. The likes, the followers will come. But you just have to have really good intentions behind why, why you're doing what you're doing. So true. I'm in full agreement with that. And you are so much like an entrepreneur because we don't work the 40 hours. We work 80 to 100 hours a week and we have more fun. <laughs> and here you are with two full-time jobs and doing what you do. You're very structured and that shows in your success. You just lay it out and you accomplish it. And that begs the question of, are there any particular resources that you feel our audience entrepreneurs should be aware of that you feel have helped you a lot? Put that structure in and that lifestyle. Um, you know, for me, as far as resources are concerned, you have to know what you're good at and um, focus on that. And most importantly, you have to know what you're not so good at and have somebody help you. So, for example, um, I don't have the time or the know-how to edit videos. Could I figure it out? Absolutely, I, I can. I can take the time to do that. But I know that that's not my strong suit. So I have someone doing my editing. I've hired an editor to do my editing. Now, I understand that a lot of people or some people are not going to have the resources to be able to do that. But editing is very important in getting videos out there because it has to look good. If it doesn't look good, no one's going to listen. If it doesn't sound good, no one's going to listen. If the, if the lighting's off, it's just not going to work. So you have to be very aware of how your product looks and have the right people around you to help you make it look good. Really, really important, especially. 
run tests and so forth. That's why people who do this, radio people, they always do sound checks, et cetera. Video people, you have to do the same thing, do tests. Very important. And Patty, before we go, I'd love to pick up a couple of do's and don'ts and proper decorum when it comes to relationships, please. Okay. So in relationships, these are just some of the biggest questions I get asked. So one is, um, who pays on the first date? And I always say, the person who asks pays. Okay, so that that's the rule. Now, a lot of people think that the man should always pay. And this is where I, I differ from most women because most women think empowerment means that you just sit back and the man pays for everything. And what women have to understand in relationships is that anytime that you're giving away you're allowing someone to pay for you. You're giving away control and power in the relationship. So you have to be very, very aware of that because yes, you know, the first 10 times the guy's paying and it doesn't mean anything, but you'll slowly start to see that you will lose your power because then he decides where you go, where you're going to eat, how you're going to do it. So having a power balance in relationship is very important. And the best way to get that is to contribute equally monetarily in a relationship. So a woman should always make her own money and most importantly, control her own money. And so should a man. Both people should have control over their finances. They can contribute to a household fund where they pay for household expenses. And I always say, To make it fair, everyone contributes the same percentage because some person, one person may make a lot more, one person may make a lot less, but you're contributing the same percentage to the household budget. And that way, everyone feels like they're contributing. You have control over your own finances and you maintain your power in a relationship. Those are very interesting points. And And I see that a lot today. Back in yesteryear, for me, It wasn't quite that way. It was the man pays. And when there's a marriage, the finances get pulled together. And then uh, in a, in a strategic way, you decide what you're going to buy, what you should buy when you take a vacation, the house, the car, and it all works out because you have now the, uh, the aggregate of both incomes. But more and more, I hear that, you know, I'm, I am an an anomaly in that. And more and more, I hear the, the man, the woman, and so forth, they, they keep their income separate and they share a little bit or some take some bills and some take some bills. And then, you know, I'm not used to that, but apparently that is the, uh, the way that how it's done these days. This is the Tony D'Urso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Just ahead, the chat continues with the Duchess of Decorum, Patty Asai. But first... It's time for us to take a short break. See you back here in just a moment. Coffee gets us through the day at times, but I have a secret that I want to share with you. I've been taking NAD as a supplement to help me. And when I learned about true niagen, I switched immediately. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N. I love true niagen. It fuels the body's energy engines, maintains cellular metabolism, and even supports heart health. I have more energy and don't need those extra cups of coffee since I started taking it. And with 11 published human clinical studies and backed by Nobel Prize winners, True Niagen is a supplement that's clinically proven to boost NAD levels, an essential coenzyme, 
required for cellular energy and repair. With NAD, I have more resiliency. It helps my muscles recover after a workout. I just have more zest for life. So add more vitality to your life today with True Niagen. And right now, new customers can save 10% on their first purchase by going to truenyogen.com slash D-U-R-S-O. That's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N dot com slash D-U-R-S-O to save 10% on your first purchase. TrueNiagen.com slash DRSO. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And once again, that's T-R-U-N-I-A-G-E-N.com slash D-U-R-S-O. Try it today and tell me how you like it. TrueNiagen.com slash DRSO. You're listening to the Tony D'Erso Show with special VIP guests. Now, back to Tony and his guest. All right, we're back on the Tony D'Erso Show where you can learn from the wisdom and success of others to help you move on your vision path. Today's show is with the Duchess of Decorum, Patty Asai. If you podcast, let's get you more engagement on your episodes with thousands of visitors checking out your content. Would that be cool? Go to TonyDurso.com slash grow and see how we can help you. That's TonyDurso.com slash G-R-O-W. And now back to the chat with Patty. We have evolved from the way that it used to be. And I, and I really use that term evolved because, you know, one of the main reasons that we have these notions that a man is supposed to pay for everything is because when a woman married a man, she was seen as his property. So he, that's why women changed their names. So he was responsible for his property, meaning he was responsible for the woman, just like he was responsible for his cows or his goats. You know, when, when, you, when you have property, you're responsible to make sure that they're taken care of, they're fed, and, you know, they're doing well. Women were seen as men's property, and that's why men were responsible for paying for everything. That is the historical aspect of this. Now, again, we've evolved past that. So as we've evolved past that, then women also have to evolve and understand that, hey, you're not someone's property anymore. So you are your own person and you got to pitch in into this relationship. I like that. I like that concept a lot. And for me, I've done a little bit of, of both worlds because when, when I got with my wife, which next month will be 29 years we've been together, is I wanted her to keep her maiden name. Some people don't even think we're married. And I like that because to me, it makes it very distinct as she's a separate person and I treat her as a separate person. And I don't mean to be weird or say something incorrect. But I just really liked it, and I and 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 I give her that she's separate, you know, just because of that. Patty absolutely loved it, absolutely loved it. And once again, we've been speaking with the Duchess of Decorum, Patty Asai. And again, best place to find her is on TikTok at Duchess of Decorum. Check it out and get rich. <laughs> <laughs> bitch, don't forget the bitch part. <laughs> or Mister, I'm going to say it. Okay. Don't shoot the messenger, but Patty, really, thanks for sharing with us today. I absolutely loved it. It was great. This was great. Thank you so much for having me, Tony. This was amazing. My pleasure.
Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took her vision to reality. That was such a great interview with the Duchess of Decorum, Patty Asai. We talked about so many things, and in no particular order, we discussed decorum. We talked about decorum in the workplace, some do's and don'ts, why it's so important, whether you work at home or you work with others or in the normal setting, if I can say it that way, the regular setting, the old world setting. One thing about work, there's always people involved, I believe. Somewhere, somehow, there's people involved, and there's ways to treat them. There's ways to act. And these are really key points to learn. And we talked about some mistakes made. Together, this helps you if you're looking for a job to land a job. We talked about the etiquette to deal with others. And we talked about financial success. We talked about getting to be a rich bitch. I love that advice. We talked about social media, mistakes, do's and don'ts. What's important to keep in mind when we use social media? Remember the drips? That was really good. And we also talked about relationships, some very key relationship items, very important. Put it all together. We learned quite a bit. And I'd like to know, here's my question for you. What did you get out of this? What resonates the most with you? Let us know in the comments below if this is on video or tweet me if it's on social media. And I want to thank you again for spending some time with us. This is all to help you move on your journey to success. So thanks, everyone. And remember... Just take action. Success awaits those who remain steadfast despite the odds. Do good deeds, sow good seeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony D'Urso Show. Dear podcasters and influencers, have you ever wondered why your show is so good, but your listener numbers are so low? It's time to supercharge your podcast and social media. Imagine what would happen to your podcast if you could have tens of thousands of new listeners and subscribers. You're really good and you have great guests. So what's the difference between your show and the big ones? Well, it boils down to two simple but not easy things, the number of listeners and the number of subscribers. You know exactly what I mean. You recorded an episode, the guest was fantastic. You're completely on your game and you can't wait to release it. This is going to be the one that would make your show viral, so you think. Then a day, three days later... A week later, you keep checking your downloads and you can't believe the numbers are so low. You check with the server if there's an issue and the response is, no, everything is good. So what the heck is going on? I may not know you yet, but one thing I do know for sure is, because I've been there, oftentimes the best podcasts go unheard, particularly if you've come to the podcast world a little later than the big guys. So how do you become as popular as the top-rated podcasts? Like I said, it comes down to two simple but not easy things, listeners and subscribers. You know as well as I do, you have to do a great job to keep your listeners. But the truth is, you can't keep listeners you haven't got. There is a solution. Imagine what would happen to your podcast if you could have tens of thousands of new listeners and subscribers. Imagine what that would do for your social media following. Imagine having guests lining up to be on your show rather than you having to search them out. Okay, you probably do get a lot of guests. Not all podcasts get a lot of good quality guests for the niche or the niche that they're into, but that's just part of it. They'll just line up trying to get on your show. Today, I get probably at least a thousand requests a month to get on my show. Yeah, it's that much. So that's what I'm talking about. And this is what we have to offer. 
We offer you tens of thousands of listeners. We offer you tens of thousands of social media followers. You know me, right? I started Revenue Chat Radio back in fall 2015. My first few shows had a mere number of listeners, and I struggled to crack the code to become a top podcaster. Today, the Tony D'Urso Show is the number one talk show on Voice America with 20 million listens and downloads. And I have some five, 600 interviews of some of the most successful people in their category, whom I call elite entrepreneurs. My show is nationally syndicated on U.S. radio stations, on Roku, as well as all other podcast platforms. And I am an Amazon bestselling author with Elite Entrepreneurs. So when it comes to grow a following of loyal listeners and subscribers, I know a few things. And I'm here to help you get listeners hearing your podcast. You want thousands of new people checking out your podcast, right? Like most podcasters, you've probably tried to do it all yourself and you know it's another full-time job. You likely understand the importance of growing your social media following, right? So if you're like most podcasters who are reaching for the top, you've taken webinars, seminars, and workshops to learn how to grow your social media and bring people to your podcast in hopes that you can turn them into loyal listeners. Maybe you're downloading eBooks, buying books, buying classes, doing this and doing that just to learn how to get more people, more exposure, more sales. We've all done it, and I can't tell you how much time and money I wasted. It's freaking exhausting. I spent years doing all of it only to learn the latest and greatest becomes outdated faster than you can learn it. What I do works. I provide you with people through social media. They're not bots or other nonsense. This is all organic. I write short posts that pack a punch, and I have a very large social media following. The posts are based only on your podcast content, and I provide you a precise example of what I posted. My posts get millions of impressions, and I help you build your social authority. There comes a point where a show develops more momentum. For that momentum to take place, it's essential to have authority on the social media platforms so that your listeners and subscribers are evangelists for your podcasts. Our services provide you with real people organic followers. You want thousands of people landing on your podcast or your social media page, right? Now it's up to you. Are you playing around in the podcast space or are you committed to your show becoming one of the top talked about shared and listened show out there? Let's send organic live people to your podcast. Historically, a high percentage become listeners and let's grow your social media. Reach out and let's talk about your needs and schedule a chat with me. Go to Tony. D-U-R-S-O dot com slash grow. That's G-R-O-W. And go all the way down to the bottom, click the link and schedule a chat with me and I'll go over things with you. That's Tony, D-U-R-S-O dot com slash grow. Scroll all the way down to the bottom and click that link. And I look forward to chatting with you. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of the Tony D'Urso Show with his key influencers. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel.